This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And good Saturday morning to you. Welcome aboard. Oh, I got a busy, busy weekend coming up. And I hope you'll be able to enjoy part of it if you're not doing some of that thing we call work. Hey, I want to wish good luck to some fishermen who are participating in the Venetian Isles Fishing Rodeo this weekend. Uh, If you've got a chance, you might want to stop by there. Tomorrow the awards will be presented. It's at Island Marina on Lake Catherine on Chef Mentor Highway, uh, just between New Orleans and Slidell. Got lots of different divisions, adult, junior, youth, and lots of categories. And Got some pretty decent weather for it, and I've been getting some pretty good fishing reports, and we have a lot more of those coming up for you. Uh, Well, how was your opening weekend of teal season? If you were tuned in last week, uh, we went out to some of the duck blinds and had some very mixed results coming in from across the state. So how was it for you? Uh, You can text us a message at 870-870 and tell us all about it. We'll tell you how it was for us, and you tell us how your hunting seasons have started off. Well, I want to say we, we owe many members of this audience a big thank you for donating during Clean Out Your Freezer Days last weekend. And I'm happy to tell you about some record-breaking numbers of contributions. Uh, new director Julie Grunwall uh, really did a great job, and uh, they actually got somewhere in the neighborhood of 22,000 pounds of donated fish and game. And uh, that's about double what they did last year. So thank you very much. And I've always said that the hunters and fishermen are some of the most generous people on this planet. Well, we've got some fishing reporters on standby. They're ready to give you their latest tips and advice for this week's fishing and hunting. Uh, One of our field reporters captured a big honor and a nice paycheck. And if you want to take a look at his picture, it's on my website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. And when you're there, I hope you'll uh, cast your vote on our monthly opinion poll for the outdoors. We're asking you, what is your favorite artificial bait for fishing redfish? You'll find that right on the bottom of the page, along with a lot of recipes, information about our TV and radio shows. You can actually go back and listen to them there. We also have a story of a couple of gator hunters who thought they could bend the rules, but instead... They have learned how expensive being one of our bad boys of the outdoors can be. Got that story coming up. Uh, speaking of wild game, a little later we're going to hear from the director of next weekend's Slidell Wild Game Seafood and Barbecue Cook-Off, where everyone is a judge. I hope you'll come visit me there. We'll also talk to John Sutton. He has the We Heart Veterans Fishing Rodeo. That is going to be on October 5th in Slidell. We'll have details on how you can get involved in a very worthwhile event. And we'll also hear from Gritter Griffin. Boy, don't you love that name, Gritter Griffin? <laughs> he is the director of the Redfish World Series and Festival. That's coming to St. Bernard Parish next week. And between 8 and 9 this morning, it's another edition of Hunt Fish Talk. Keith Lusher, North Shore Fishing Report, and the Bayou Woman, Wendy Billiot, will join us for that. We're going to be talking about some new Louisiana fish record rules that were set by Louisiana Outdoor Writer Association, and also asking this question, what are the biggest issues facing our next governor with just the election just coming up a few weeks away? And finally, you know, we've all seen those do not feed the animal signs. Well, you're going to find out which state is posting do not eat the deer signs and 
why. If you're lucky enough to be headed out this morning, this is your Coastal Marine forecast. Uh, along the Gulf Coast, you're looking at about a 30% chance of rain today. Going to be kind of breezy now. East winds, 20 knots offshore. That's four to six foot seas. That's going to put off a lot of offshore fishing for the smaller boats in particular. And if you're fishing on the inside, an east wind at 15, uh, you couldn't counter a moderate chop. So the scene is set. And when we come back, we're going to get to some of your text messages. Tell us who you are, where you are, and what you got going on this Saturday morning. 87870 is the way to do that. We're also going to take a quick trip down to Shell Beach, Louisiana, and St. Bernard and talk to Robbie Campo. I heard some pretty good reports there. Find out what the conditions and the situation is for this weekend. We're back with all of that right after this time out, where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, those of you who are regular listeners to this program know that this time on a Saturday morning, we take you down to Shell Beach to Campos Marina, and we talk to this guy. If you're not a regular listener, he's Robbie Campo, and he's about a third-generation operator of Campos Marina in Shell Beach, where a lot of people begin their trips, and we begin our Saturday mornings. Robbie, how are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing good, Don. Uh, boy, I tell you, this wind blowing out of the east here, uh, I think it's going to put a damp on our fishing this morning. Uh, it's blowing about... Uh, say about 10 to 12 miles an hour the water's probably oh the foot foot three inches above normal or so it's on you know it's just about lapping up on the docks um it's pretty high this morning um you know they caught some trout earlier in the week over in Elwha and um long rocks i mean it was great man they caught tuesday wednesday thursday they burned them um you know comfort island up in christmas camp lake over in Drum Bay, on Oyster Reefs and Drum Bay, uh, Anderson Point. Friday, Saturday, Friday, yesterday, nothing. Today, well, we caught redfish yesterday, but they were even hard to get yesterday. The water was so high, Don, and we got the same conditions this morning. So, to tell you the truth, uh, I think if I was going fishing this morning, I think redfish is going to be your best bet. But I do believe, you know, we got we got a lot of bait up in the marshes still. Um, I, I think this trout bite is about to turn on. As soon as this water goes back down, this will probably be the, the kickoff of it. Um, maybe this tide, maybe this incoming tide like this, these east winds will push them in. Um, you know, it's just a matter of time before it happens. They're catching them on the fringe bays of the, you know, uh, of the marshes. So I would say any time now it's going to kick off. But it, it's been really hot Um don't believe the farmer's almanac no more. They said it's going to be the coolest <laughs> September we had in years. I'm not going by that. It's been one of the hottest I can remember. I believe um, <clears throat> it's been it's been it's been super super hot, Don. And you know that. I don't have to tell you. And it just uh, you know the, these guys are catching fish. They're catching you know they they, they Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday they got them good. And um, it seems like the water has cooled off a little bit. I don't know if it's from the wind blowing and, and just churned it up a little whatever. But I tell you, the water the water temperature has cooled off because I stick my hand in the you know in, you know in the bucket to cultivate. It's not as hot as it was last week. So um, water temperatures are the water temperature did come down, and you know it's just a it's just a matter of days. I'm telling you, just days before this turns on and it's inside. You know, everybody's been waiting for fall fishing to start, and it's just, it's just, it's, it's really, really, really close. I, I feel it. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you why because I know the water temperature's cooling down a little bit. So, um, you know, and my pump that pumps in my buckets is on the bottom, and that water is cooling off. So, 
last week, I'm telling you, it was like bath water. This week here, you know, it, it's cooling off. So I could tell you that things are about to happen. It, it's just a matter of days away. You know, Rob, it's unfortunate that on this weekend we get these high winds come up and it was fishing was so good earlier in the week. But you got to look at the bright side of these high east winds and it's going to be high tides, but it's pushing in good, clean, salty water, probably full of bait, going to help that trout transition to the inside. And it's not a bad thing if you're going to be out teal hunting this morning. Have you talked to any teal hunters hunting in that Biloxi Marsh, which is just a hop, skip and a jump from you guys? Well, I'll tell you, Don, that, that's been pretty terrible. Um, you know, um, my nephew hunted, um, I think it was Wednesday, never even never even shot the gun. So, it, it I mean, not many teal in the mark. The only place that, that I heard that had any teal at all was down closer around the river, around Carnarvon, and, you know, back of uh, Delacroix Island that way, and over towards, uh, you know, over down to Dennis. <clears throat> and then south of Louisiana, they said, was, was loaded up. I didn't see him personally, but I did see some of the pictures that were posted on Facebook, and um, looks like the guys down in West Louisiana did did fairly well. Um, you know, just but in this Biloxi Marsh, it's never really good for teal season. But um, you know, with the grasses that we have back there, and we didn't really get any storm surges to ruin all that grass this year. So hopefully, that grass will hang around, and those big ducks that's coming. You know, on a flyaway for November, we'll have something to eat and stick around for a little bit. So, you know, I, I believe the Bucksy Marsh is probably going to be um, the management area anyway. It's going to be better than it was, you know, in the last two years for sure. So, um, that's if the grass doesn't doesn't get pulled out by some kind of, you know, freak storm or whatever. Um, I believe, you know, November should be okay. So, I, you know, that's my prediction. But you know, that could all change, with, you know, with a uh, storm. Um, yeah, we've had you know, some September. We could still get them. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. we're not out of the woods by any means. I, I, no, I can no. remember some storm surges coming on opening day of the big duck season in November. You know, they they weaker. Right. They they don't have it in the front can destroy them, but uh, they can do a little bit of damage. So let's just keep our fingers crossed. We don't deal with any of that, and uh, we let our fishing move in the transition period and we get some ducks down here and things will be going good well rob thanks for the report right. uh i know it's a little bleak for people that want to fish today but i think you gave them the best advice stay in tight go to that marsh you might pick up a few speckled trout that migrated in earlier but the redfish should be there if you're looking for that yep absolutely so make a love at that bridge come on down and see us <laughs> avoid the long lines and we're waiting on you Sounds good, Rob. Thanks again. We appreciate right. your reports. Okay, babe. Bye-bye. See you next week. Robbie Campo, Campo's Marina in Shell Beach. All right, we come back after this. I got a few text messages. I see we got a, a calendar item posted. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation's got their big banquet coming up soon. Speaking of banquets, I was down in Lafayette this week at the Safari Club International's Acadiana chapter in Lafayette. Boy, what a great event that was. And I walked away. With a firearm, I won. I'll tell you about that when we come back and uh, get to some of your text messages. Thank you. 87870 is the way to do it. Where will you listen to us on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network? All right, here's the situation. We're before daylight on a Saturday morning in the fall season, and lots of things going on besides football. We've got uh, the teal season's underway. We've got uh, lots of celebrations going on. In fact, I'll tell you in a minute about the big national. Uh, 
hunting and fishing day that comes up at the end of September. But let me get to some of these text messages. First, we hear from uh, Toby. He and Layton are up in Angie, about to get in the boat, going to look for some bass in the Pearl River. Then he's going to go deer farming the rest of the day. He says, man, you got to love a Louisiana Saturday morning. And, Toby, I know you love life and you love Saturday mornings, and go get them, buddy. And speaking of deer farming, boy, we got a great camera shot of a really nice buck on one of our food plots, and I was glad to see it because we, we picked up pictures of him last year, and he survived the season, and he's only better this year, so uh, we'll see how that turns out. All right, we have Justin in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. He's saying autumn is in the air. Boy, you, you're an optimist when it's 90-something degrees, but yeah, you can tell that angle of the sun is a little bit different, and uh, fall is certainly not far away. Uh, he says the squirrels, blue jays are active, and he's waiting for the ibis flyover. Yeah, I saw quite a few ibises myself. Also saw a ton of those uh, whistling ducks, those Mexican whistlers, when I was hunting with uh, Jimmy Corley over in the uh, Carnarvon Marsh. All right, uh, we have uh, the South Louisiana chapter. Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation's got its annual big game banquet. That's going to be October 11th. 5 o'clock, Landmark Hotel in Metairie. You can get tickets online at rmef.org. And you just go to events and then the state and chapter events. Or if you want to call, you can reach Leroy AO at 504-481-8671. Good luck to you guys. Speaking of those uh, banquets, I was at the Lafayette chapter or Acadiana chapter of the Safari Club International. Boy, they had a great turnout. I don't get I didn't get the figures, but I know they raised a lot of money last year. They did 170,000 and I'm sure they probably exceeded that this year. But they had a really fun event there. It's called the Wall of Guns. And I think it was 20 firearms they had all mounted on a wall. Uh you buy tickets and then they start calling the numbers and each person whose ticket is called has 30 seconds to choose one of those weapons if you don't get it in 30 seconds and they put a timer on you uh they give you the highest value firearm that's available and then they go to the next one to keep it moving well our bayou wild uh tv team was there that's chris lecock uh editor producer and uh, martha spencer the co-host and myself and uh martha and i bought some tickets for the wall of guns and i bought a handful she bought one ticket and they pulled the ticket numbered right before her and they pulled the ticket right after her <laughs> she was frustrated and they grabbed one of my tickets and i ended up walking away with a nice smith and wesson nine millimeter handgun so uh, she really wanted that benelli camo 20 gauge but unfortunately it wasn't to be a, you know that's incredible that you can get a ticket and the one before you and the one right after you pay off and not yours all right so we got someone's at the dixie ranch hunting club i know all about that club it's over in lacombe they're drinking coffee and enjoying the show uh, and, yeah, here's a report on the teal. Thank you for this teal report. This is uh, another Justin. We got three Justins this morning. Uh, teal are very thick in intercoastal city in Kaplan. 143 have been taken. And I have enjoyed some of those rice field teal. It's, it's more like a teal shoot than a hunt. And uh, that's incredible. I mean, within a matter of sometimes eight to nine, ten minutes, you got maybe five or six hunters all limit out. It's quick. It's a lot of fun. And teal are some of my favorite ducks to eat. All right, we got Justin, the duck guy, but today he may be called Justin, the fish guy. He's going to Lafitte. He's fishing in the Barataria Civic Association's rodeo instead of chasing the teal. Well, you know, this is the time of year. We're getting into that time where you got to make decisions. You can't do it all. Well, sometimes you can do a cast and blast, but 
Good luck to you, Justin, headed down to fish that event. All right, uh, next weekend, very, very busy. Uh, September 28th, I'm going to be at the 16th Annual Wild Game Seafood and Barbecue Cook-Off. Uh, 16 years. I don't think I've missed a one. It's at Fritchie Park in Slidell, 11 to 4. If you get your tickets in advance at cccookoff.org, they're only $15, and you get to be a judge. You eat all the seafood, the barbecue, and wild game you care to. What a bargain. Then they have a little auction after. It all benefits a community Christian concern, and it's a great event. And uh, we're going to be talking to Chief Fandle, Slidell Police Chief. He's involved with it and get them some more details a little bit later on. Also, this is in Slidell also. They've got a uh, U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary State Boating Education class, and it's going to be at the First United Methodist Church on Erlanger Drive in Slidell. Uh, You can contact William Murray, 985-285-3826. Remember, it is the law. If you're of age, you have to get a a safe boating course in order to be able to operate a a watercraft in Louisiana. And we've got the Redfish World Series, and we're going to talk to Griffin a little bit later on. That's going to be down in St. Bernard Parish. It's not only a World Series of the top finishers in several Redfish tournament circuits, but it's also a festival going on in St. Bernard Parish, and they knew how to do those in St. Bernard. And it's National Hunting and Fishing Day next Saturday, and there's four different events at Bodcaw, Woodworth Shooting Range, Wadil Wildlife Refuge, and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service Black Bayou Lake National Wildlife Refuge going on in Louisiana to celebrate National Hunting and Fishing Day. All right, right after this, we'll be back and get some, some more of your text messages, got some more calendar items, the stuff you and I love to talk about. we got more field reporters you'll hear from this morning giving you reports, and I'm going to also share with you the Wildlife Management Area Teal Report. Uh, kind of bleak. I can't remember a teal season where... Things were so different. Some areas so slow and others so good. But that's what we got. Back to talk more about it right after this. You are listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And just to give you an idea of uh, how the teal season went on our public shooting areas, the state wildlife management areas, uh, generally if you get uh, an average, when they do the surveys, they have biologists who go out and they talk to the hunters and they get an estimate on how many hunters were there, how many ducks they got, and then they actually give you the actual number per hunter and if you get a two or higher that's that's a very good number for public areas and this year during the teal season the first weekend it was 1.1 which was a little better than last year it was 0.9 it opened on a friday back in 2017 and that made me real happy because i have missed more opening day of teal season over the last 30 years but because it opened on a friday i got the opportunity to go on opening day 1.5, 1.5, which was the highest it's been since back in 2011. Uh, 2016 was a 0.1. That was horrible. A 1.4 in 2015 and a 0.8 in 2014. So, uh, you know, some of these management areas did very well. Some did very poorly. And when you balance it all out, this is going to be go down as kind of a so-so, maybe a little bit better than average on public shooting areas. All right, I know you've all heard the expression, do not feed the animals. Well, I got word that they are actually posting do not eat the deer advisories in Michigan. Uh, With the archery season coming up, it seems that they are warning hunters uh, within one area. Now, this is a pretty small, isolated area, but they have found that deer in this area have what's known as perfluorooctane sulfonic acid, PFOS, it bioaccumulates in fish and game, which means 
it starts off on the smaller prey, and it, as animals consume uh, up the food chain, it actually gets passed along, kind of like mercury does. Well, it's something that can cause a lot of health issues. You can get thyroid problems, uh, impair your immune system, high blood pressure, increased chance of kidney cancer, and they are warning people to do not eat deer from this particular area. And they also recommend, and this is, again, this is Michigan. This is not anywhere in the south. It recommends not to eat any organs, liver and kidneys, etc., from any fish or deer in the state because a lot of them contain chemicals, including these PFAs, which will bioaccumulate in your organs. So, you know, I guess it used to be an old saying, you know, if you if you took something in the wild, you could be guaranteed it was chemical-free. Not so true anymore. All right, we pause for this 10-second 10, 10 station identification. I'm going to come back and check on my text messages coming in at 87870 and also run down some more of those calendar items for you. We've got, got a wonderful event coming up. If you're a wildfowl or an artist, boy, it's coming to Mandeville in a couple of weeks. We'll tell you more about that right here after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we have a text coming in from our buddy, the Lafayette Yacker. He doesn't miss many of the shows. He says he's got the smoker cranked, the beer's chilled. He's waiting on the Tigers in the cage. <laughs> yep, football today for sure, college football. And it's early, early, early start on a Tiger game. Uh, he wanted to congratulate uh, Brendan uh, Bayard, who is our field reporter, and he's going to be joining us in a little while. He uh, captured the IFA victory, and we're going to congratulate him. In fact, if you want to see a picture of Brendan uh, accepting his award, go to my website, dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and uh, listen for his reports. He does a great job, and uh, he's one of the most knowledgeable kayak fishermen around, member of the club, the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, and uh, a proud representative of the state of Louisiana. He's fished in uh, several of the big shows, too. And, uh, you know, while you're on the website, uh, take a look at the – uh, opinion poll. Got an interesting question out there for you. This came up, I think it was last week when uh, Sarah Giles was co-hosting with me about favorite artificial baits for redfish. And we got a lot of choices there. A spoon, spinnerbait, a soft plastic on a jig head, a bass worm or a frog, a crankbait, and a hard plastic topwater. And you can cast your vote, and we'll have this up for about the next, uh, I think we got about three more weeks to go on it, and we'll let you know what this audience loves as their favorite artificial bait for fish and redfish. And also while you're there, check out our radio photo. Uh, Sarah Giles did her initial uh, inaugural radio program last week. How'd she do? I thought she did very good. And uh, Sarah and I are going to be hunting tomorrow down in uh, Buras with Captain Ryan Lambert. Get his report. They've been doing pretty good on teal down the mouth of the river. That's another one of those isolated pockets that's enjoyed some pretty good teal hunting. And speaking of ducks and birds, the Louisiana Wildfowl Festival is going to be October 5th and 6th at the Castine Center at Pelican Park in Mandeville. And if you've never been to this, there are about 2,000 or more hand-carved and collected decoys. And not just decoys, there's wildlife and wildfowl of all types. And it's actually a contest, and they, they award somewhere in the neighborhood, I think it's close to forty to $50,000 in prize money. And then on the Sunday, they actually have an auction where you can buy some of this and talk to some of these carvers. I know a lot of people who have gone to this show because it's been going on for a number of years, and they actually take up the, the hobby, the, the practice. It's an art, really. And uh, it's, you, you look at some of these decoys and – 
the the carving is so precise you'd swear if you if you blew on it the feathers would part it's put on by the louisiana wildfowl carvers guild great bunch of people always willing to share their knowledge and expertise and maybe even get some folks started in it all right that uh, is coming up and then also that same weekend <laughs> the 2019 squirrel rodeo put on by the east ascension sportsman league only in louisiana i don't know of any other place to have a squirrel rodeo where contestants bring their their uh, heaviest bags, you know, you got a limit of eight squirrels. You get to weigh them in. Uh, they've got the heaviest bag, the uh, heaviest individual squirrel. I guess that's like the lunker squirrel. <laughs> and then on the Sunday, they uh, they clean them all up. And around noon on Sunday, they have a big uh, squirrel stew, and they serve it to the contestants. If you want information on the squirrel rodeo, uh, Byron Gotro, 225-936-9281. This is held in, in the Gonzales area there. In fact, the uh, squirrel season will be open on October the 5th, and that's when they get it going. The, the rodeo is from weigh-ins at 10 till 3, and it's at the luxurious Merle Gotro's shed. It's the second-to-last house on the left at the end of Ferdinand Road off Highway 74 in Dutchtown. I'm hoping we can get a camera down there and do something with Bayou Wild TV. One of the very unique events goes on in Louisiana, and we got a bunch of them. All right, coming back after this, hope we can get a hold of our friend Captain Kirk Stansel. Boy, they got a whole lot of rain over that way and along the Texas coast and around Houston. See how that's going to affect the teal hunting as well as the fishing we got lots of reports still to come. Stay with us. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And sometimes taking you where no man has gone before, but other times where lots of people have gone, is Captain Kirk Stansel and the gang from Hackberry Rod and Gun. Kirk, first off, how much rain did you guys get? Y'all were kind of in that mess over there that really inundated we Texas right, this week. Yeah, we were right on the edge of it. We've probably got uh, it varied, six to eight inches in our area. It wasn't near what they got. Uh, I mean, 20 miles. You, you remember, I don't know if you, well, I know you remember the property we hunted uh, last year now, yep. down at Johnson's Bayou. They, they probably got 14 inches there. Wow. So, a little, but, a few but, miles uh, can make a big difference sometimes. Oh, it made a big difference in this case. Uh, there's just some minor flooding on the Calcasieu at the saltwater barrier, and that's it. Uh, our tides are really elevated uh, right now. But uh, it's you know we're we're okay really. It's gonna you know take a little while to get rid of some of the water uh, that we have. But I, I think we we were right on the edge. Well, you didn't need it because you've had several years of that coming through there. How badly oh, do you had, think it's going to affect it? Uh, you know it, it it's, the water fouling. I don't think it's going to affect it. Might hurt. It might help it. You know it'll get that wedging grass stuff coming to the top. But the fishing. I think it'll mess it up for you know a few days. You know, the trout fishing's been slow here. You know, uh, there weren't any trout caught yesterday. We had boats go out, uh, and it scattered the teal. And I mean, we, we were having a rough go with the teal to begin with, and this is really scattered. It's uh, we're not doing real well on the teal. This yeah, there's a few. The slowest. Yeah, there's a few there's a few places that are really doing well. You know, I got some good yeah. reports from some of the rice fields, and then down at mm-hmm. the mouth of the river and up in Catahoula. But just about everything in between and, and, and north of those areas is just not really producing. Yeah, they're just not in the marsh. This this is as slow a start as I've seen us have in a long time, if not ever. Uh, it just of course it would help if we'd get a front. You'd get some migrating birds through, and. Uh, 
but it, there's not there's not one forecast throughout till season. So mm-hmm. I, I look for it to be slow. But I bet you're going and, anyway. Uh, oh, absolutely. I have my camo <laughs> on, dog, dogs in the back of the truck, and in about 10, 15 minutes, I'm heading that way. I've never had a duck hunt I just didn't enjoy, no matter how few or how exactly. many we got. <laughs> yeah. Just being out there, and then that's, the, that's part. Right. That's right. And, you know, we're catching some redfish, you know, the guys blasting mm-hmm. and casting. You know, the, the redfish are saving the day. Yeah. Uh, we finally started catching some. But, uh, of course, they're in the marsh ponds, and the water's high enough we can get back there. And uh, but, uh, the trout, very few trout. And what, you know, what we in fact, no trout at all the last three or four days uh, mm-hmm. to speak of. Just some little ones. But uh, it, it's getting that time of year. You know, we should start getting them. Yeah, you can feel it. You can see it in the, the, the angle of the light. The days are getting shorter. Right. But it's not too far off. Quick, right. Let me ask you, are, you, are uh, you guys covered up with those Mexican whistlers? Man, I have seen more oh, this year oh, yeah, than I've see, ever seen. Yeah, we see them over here. Been seeing them, for, you know, especially during teal season. For, mm-hmm. for years now, and uh, we, we we shoot a handful throughout duck season, but uh, there's you know most of them are gone by then. Yeah, I, I can't for the life of me understand why Fish and Wildlife Service will not allow some bonus birds during the teal season of that species. We do the teal yeah, because they they're here during that time. Right, yeah, that's why they let us shoot the teals at that time, and the, you know the, the tree ducks or the whistling ducks, so to speak. They uh. You know, they're here. There's a bunch of them around during teal season. You know, we get both the fullness and the black bellies here. Right. We had a bunch this uh, past week uh, actually decoyed. I, that's the first mm-hmm. time I've ever had them come into the decoys. Usually they're passing over and they fly in kind of slow and they're making that chirpy sound. But uh, these right. actually came in on the decoys, and that's rare. I, does that yeah, happen we, over there? Yeah, oh, yeah. We get them to come in not all the time, but occasionally you'll get a bunch that come in. I mean, I've, I've had well, three or four times this, this teal season I've had them come in. Yeah. But, uh, well, Kirk, I'm glad y'all didn't get inundated with those floodwaters. That certainly is that your your area did not need because uh, this is getting into that time of no. the year where the trout are moving north and we need uh, lower water for the ducks to find some feed and all that kind of stuff. So, Right. Y'all, well, y'all got a full deer. crew? We, we, yeah, we got a full crew this morning going out, mostly fishing, uh, a couple, mm-hmm. I think uh, just a couple blinds, that kind of yeah, I'm thinking about those breakfasts y'all serve over there right about now. I'm getting hungry thinking. About oh yeah, it. <laughs> well, it's about gone now. Everybody's up and <laughs> they've had breakfast. So uh, if you hurry over, maybe you can get in on it, Don. <laughs> I don't know. I have to pass, but I will get there sometime this year. Kirk, thanks All for right. the report. If somebody wants to get a hold of you guys and get in on some of that fall fishing and uh, excellent duck hunting you guys have coming up, uh, tell them how to reach you. Oh, Don, uh, we have a toll-free number. It's 888-762-3391. Hackberry, Rod, and Gun, spell out, and .com. Sounds good. Thanks, Kirk. See you next hey, week. you bet, Don. Good talk to Take you. Take right. There he goes, Kirk Stansel, back into the, uh, the <laughs> when no man goes, the final frontier. Is that what they call it? I think so. Were you a Trekkie fan? You may recall that. All right, we come back after this. Daryl Carpenter joins us. Grand Isle, been one of the bright spots as far as speckled trout fishing. Don't know if that's going to happen this week, but I did get some really good redfish reports. Daryl will have the actual info for you. Coming up right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. There is our field reporter for the central portion of the state, including Grand Isle, which has enjoyed a very good speckled trout season this year. Darrell, good morning. What's going on in Grand Isle today? 
Oh, Don, the wind's blowing, the rain's falling. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a pretty gnarly morning, it looks like. Um, just like I was listening to Glenn when you had our, uh, I'm sorry, Glenn, and old habits are hard to break. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are. Robbie, Robbie, uh, let me help you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we was when I was listening to Robbie, the, the water's real high. We're flooded, um, you know, with this constant south and east wind that we've been getting all week. And, of course, we're getting into those big tide ranges. It's rough. And, and and everything's flooded, so it's going to be hard to get where you want to go as far as as far as the trout fishing goes. Uh, uh, your big bays are really stirred up. We got to wait for this little weather system to pass us by. I will tell you though, all week it was uh, it was just stupendous. Um, they we had, but it's typical September also. And thank God I had crews that that were here for multiple days because then they really understood you should have been here yesterday. Uh, when you go out one day, and you know within four or five hours mid-morning, you're limited out on trout. Uh, everything's fine. They're really heavily dependent on live shrimp still. Uh, I mean, you go out the next day, the same exact weather, the same weather conditions, the same everything, just a different, you know, 24 hours later. And, man, you got to go back to fishing instead of catching because you really got to cover some ground and go to looking for them because they just get locked out. Um, you know, Don, but one of the things uh, some people – you know, we're very heavily live bait in the Grand Isle area, and some people are, oh, I'll never fish live bait. You know, I, I saw three boats, I think it was Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, I saw three boats come by me and fish in the same spot I was fishing. All three of them were throwing plastic. All three of them stayed 10, 15 minutes and watched us pulling three fish over the side of the boat at a time, and, and they just had to move on. I don't know how they ended up their day, but, man, look, if you, you know, I mean, sometimes if you want to just go do it and do the challenge, but, Round Grand Isle, live bait's the key 90% of the time. You've got to bring that live bait. But um, the other thing, though, whenever whenever this stuff starts calming down and before we get that first cold front, or and, and hopefully that will hang off for just a little while after what I'm about to tell you, but we've been invaded by triple tail. Um, uh, any floating structure you run across, I would tell you to slow down and stop and check it because we – we did pretty well on the triple tail this week. They're they're just all out in the bays. Anything that's floating, any of the pilings, any of the any obstruction that's sticking up in the water, I check it because we've got triple tail on. That's a great fish to catch, and uh, it's a it's a pretty easy fish to catch too. They're very aggressive, and if you can get a bait in front of them, your chances of catching them are about ninety percent, unless they hang you up on the whatever the structure is you're fishing them on. Darrell, I had a question. Somebody wanted to know about uh, lemon fish, well, more specifically the Fushon area. Have you gotten any reports of any lemon fish hanging in at the close in rigs, either from Grand Isle towards Fushon? Oh, most definitely, Don. There, there's been. I would say everybody's been averaging one, two. I mean, to say that they're real thick, they're not. But everybody that's been going out mangrove fishing has been averaging one or two. Now, I will tell you something that's a little bit strange. I, I can't, I can't ever remember seeing it as thick as it is now. Is the number of baby lemon fish that are hanging around? I'm talking everything from 12, 16 inches to you know, 18, 20 inches. While people are trout fishing, they apparently we had a really good spawn on lemon fish because uh, I'm seeing pictures and in, in all of our little fishing groups we've got and stuff like that. Everybody's posting pictures of these little baby juvenile lemon fish. So yes, they're still there. Yes, they're going to hang around for a little while. They're not real thick, but if you, if you can hold off to next year, I got a feeling we're going to have one uh, a, a bumper crop of lemon fish for next year. 
Well, it's a good idea to remind people about minimum size on, on Cobia. Uh, okay. Uh, what they, they bumped it up. What was it? Remember, I don't offshore fish anymore. They bumped it up to, what, 34 inches inside park? Thir- 36, I believe. 36? Uh, there's, well, I'm going to tell you, if Noah does anything right, the one thing that Noah does right is they put out a, they put out a fishing app uh, and they just changed the name of it. I'm looking at it now. It's called Fish Rules, R-U-L-E-S, that they update mm-hmm. regularly. It, it works It works online. It works offline. If you're out in the Gulf, I would advise everybody to download that. I had to use it this week to look up the regulations on triple tail because we just don't catch them that often. Right, and they got so many more regulations now than they've had in the past. Actually, I think oh, it's 33 33-inch fork length, I think 36 total. Darrell, we got to go, buddy. Thanks for the report. Catch you next week. Hour number two coming up right after this timeout. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.